Hello, hello, peace and blessings, beautiful, wonderful people. Welcome back to Philosophy with Z. I am Zalika, and I'm so glad you're here with me again today as we continue on this journey of The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And this chapter is chapter four, titled, You're Dreaming. It's Time to Wake Up. I absolutely love this chapter. Oh my gosh. Like, as I was going through it, I, I read or I listened to the audio three times today alone and read it again. And so many things jumped out to me that I'm so excited to share with you. So, kind of the whole premise of this chapter <clears throat> is that this life is a dream. It's not like a dream, they say. It is actually a dream because the mind that creates the dream when we're sleeping is the same mind that creates this life around us. So this life is actually a dream. And Lester Levinson says that this life is a dream. We're dreaming we're a person living in a world that we are convinced is real. We don't realize it's all a dream. The whole world as now as now seen is nothing but a dream illusion that never was. The truth is just behind the outward world. So I like that because the truth, as we've been talking about so far, the truth is actually that I am awareness. You are awareness. I am not simply this mind and this body or my thoughts even. I am the one that observes all of these things. And this has been so great for me these last few weeks going through this again. It's just been such a great reminder to me that when, because I'm creating new things right now in my life that will benefit other people. And as I'm doing this, I'm talking to more people and it's, I'm expanding what I know is my reality. I'm kind of opening up limitations that I had created for myself. And so I am observing this self-talk that is telling me, don't do it. You can't do it. No one's going to listen. No one's going to like it. No one's going to like you. Just give up before you even start. You don't know how to do this. All these things. <sighs> but as she says in here, that you don't have to identify with these thoughts. You don't have to believe these thoughts. And and I, it, that is resonating with me so much right now in my life because if I did, like what if I did believe those thoughts that said I'm not good enough, that no one likes me, that would be a dream. That would be the dream that I create in my life based on my mind. And just on the other side of that, I'm thinking, I'm actually, well, I, the, the thoughts that I'm choosing to believe are just do it. Just keep going, just one day at a time, little baby steps. Whatever you don't know, you will figure out along the way. You can do it. Someone's going to like it. You already have 20 people on your email list. People will like what you have to offer. You are valuable. You create valuable things for people. All of these things. These. This is the dream world that I am creating. And my thoughts create what manifests in my life because everything I see before me has manifested as a result of my thoughts. And sometimes when I say that, 
people are kind of put off. I've had a couple conversations that people are kind of put off by that idea. But I just want to, I just want to put this across that manifesting isn't necessarily about the big house or the fancy car or the billion dollars. It's about this book, this phone, this tripod, this laptop, this bedroom, this house, this bottle of lotion. When I thought I needed lotion, suddenly things happened for me to get that lotion. And this might sound so simple. Oh, I took myself to get the lotion. I drove to the store or I pulled it up on online. I ordered it with my cart. Whatever the case may be, whatever tools the universe had for you to help you manifest this thing you wanted, you you manifested it because you thought about it. You thought, I want this thing. And so the universe conspired to help you get that thing. And I just, I just want to really drive that point home that manifesting is about literally everything around us, whether it be a book, a pencil, a car, a baby, a relationship, everything we have manifested through our thoughts. And so like, let me, let me go to this part where she mentions that good, basically good or bad. Whatever we're thinking about is what we manifest. I am not exactly sure where it is. Okay. Would you rather play the game of limitation or would you rather be free? Because the first step to freedom is when we understand that our thoughts create our life. What you think is what manifests. You won't have the life you want if you give your attention and thoughts of what you don't want. And you will have the life you want if you give your attention only to thoughts of what you do want. When you understand this fully, you become very aware of your thoughts. And it puts you well on the path of awakening. Because your awareness of your thoughts not only stops you from believing negative thoughts, but it means you are becoming aware. And I just love that because I am aware of my negative thoughts now more than ever. And I'm aware that I have the power to observe them, kind of chuckle at them, give them some love. Like, I love you. I love your thoughts. Thank you for attempting to protect me because I think that our thoughts come from a few different places. She mentions how our thoughts are kind of mechanical. They're based on the programming that our subconscious mind has received. And I also think that our... Our thoughts are in connection with our ego or with our brain itself and attempt to protect us, whether it's to protect us on an emotional level or whether it's protect us on a physical level. I I think that's what all the thoughts are doing. So in, in that case, I wouldn't even really say that these thoughts are negative. They're just protecting us with negative reinforcement, you could say. <laughs> that's so funny. So... Oh, oh, yes. And she says this. She says this. Let me go back. Let me go back. She says this. When your mind tries to speak on your behalf, remember that the voice you hear in your head is not you. Your mind is not even an actual entity, but a process, a mechanical process. It's just made up of thoughts, and the thoughts it produces are coming from programs formed by your beliefs and held in your subconscious mind. 
So when your subconscious mind receives information from your conscious mind, which is your thinking mind, it accepts that data as the truth. It just programs it into itself. Your subconscious mind will believe whatever it is to be true. And if you go back to the, I think it was season three or four, where I did What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Sean Helmsetter. We talked about that point extensively. And he has programs. I have an app by Sean Sean Helmsetter right now. And he just has, I would say, like a hundred different audios in various subjects of life that are 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15. And they just have phrases that are affirmative phrases. And they're said in different ways because they tickle different parts of our brain, whatever. It's a bunch of science and technical things. But what I do know is that when my subconscious mind receives repetitive programming, then it will believe it to be true. <clears throat> and, and because my conscious mind has been more or less given specific kind of programming my whole life. Mostly programming of, of be safe, be careful, don't dream too big, <laughs> things like that. I I didn't know what to tell myself about the life that I wanted. I didn't really have the language for it. So I really appreciate having these audios because they, they kind of give me the language to affirm the life I want. And it also works in a way where I don't, I'm, I'm not actively doing it really i'm not specifically learning these new ways of thinking it's just working on my subconscious mind and it just kind of becomes me so that's been super great so if you're interested in that app send me a message and i will let you know what it's called because at the moment i can't remember i think it's called self-talk plus that's probably it but yeah let me know if you just have any questions about that Okay, so they have this part in here about a mountain of consciousness. And this was a, like a metaphor that she has for a conscious mind. And I really like it because if, if you're at the base of a mountain in a valley, you can't see very far up ahead of you. You can only see so, see so far. So your view is narrow and limited. So it can be a little bit scary thinking about what's up there. If you're like me, when I've actually hiked up a mountain, I can't see the whole mountain. Like when I'm on the, uh, far away from the mountain, I can see it. But when I'm on the mountain, I can't see more than maybe 50 feet ahead of me, maybe 100. I don't, I don't really know what feet are. <laughs> I can only see so far ahead of me. But as I'm going, I'm seeing more and more and more as I go, which reminds me of another metaphor that I've heard that you don't need to see the whole route from New York to California. You only ever need to see a few hundred feet in front of you. But when you stay on that road and you just keep going, follow the GPS, follow the, the signs, whatever it is, you will get there. You don't need to see the whole road to believe that you will get there if you stay on this road. So this is the same thing. I don't need to believe and anything except those few steps ahead of me. Just take the steps right here, right now. I don't need to think about the steps at the last 50 feet of the mountain or even the previous 50 feet before me. I am right here and right now. And so as you get higher up the mountain, this is your, this is the metaphor, 
This is your consciousness expanding. And because your consciousness, consciousness is expanding, you are able to see more. One, you're able to see more around you and you're able to look back and see before you. And I especially like this because she says that you can see some of the things in your past that were blocking your view when you were at the bottom of the mountain. And that's simply all an obstacle is. It's just a block. It's just a block of your vision or your mind from the truth. And I, I see it as a, an obstacle is immovable. But I, my awareness, I am always movable. So as long as I keep going, then I will get past the obstacle. There's, there, it's inevitable. I have to get past something if I keep going. So I love that metaphor of this mountain because that, that's what I heard to myself. And I, I needed to hear that because these obstacles, and this actually goes back to an earlier part in the book where we're talking about fear. These obstacles are manifestations of our fears because this world around us is created by our minds. So any obstacle that is presented before us is created by our mind. And I truly believe that our mind creates these obstacles, manifests these obstacles, literally only for the purpose of us to get past them, to get through them. Why else would it, why, why else would it show up? For every problem, there is a solution. I have never met a problem that didn't have a solution. And sometimes the solution is just to go through it. Just keep going. Just go. Just do. Just do whatever I'm doing anyway, despite this problem being present. So I'm not really sure if ignoring something is the best way of handling things. But I know one thing. Stopping and letting that obstacle be a great wall of defeat in front of me, that is not what's up. That is not, that's not what we came here for. And so I just love, I just love this reminder that our mind is creating all of this. So can we ever really be afraid of anything that is presented to us in this life? Because it's all created from our minds, which creates our dreams. When we're, when we're dreaming, when we're asleep, we don't Okay, I don't know about y'all. Let me know. For me, when I'm dreaming, I don't know it's a dream. I have no idea. It feels so real while I'm living it. And then as soon as I wake up, I'm like, duh, that was a dream. No matter how outlandish it is, no matter how I'm switching scenes or flying or whatever, I don't know it's a dream until I wake up. And so it's like that in this life. Once we wake up to how the, the, the physics and the, the natural laws work in this reality, it just gives us so much freedom. It gives us so much freedom. And she says that your life will become greater than you ever imagined. I think I put a smiley face next to it. <laughs> Hold it. Because I want to say exactly what she said. Our, our lives just become more magical than we could have ever imagined. We just see, we see all the beauty and everything. And I'm really, yes, I put a heart next to it. When you wake up and begin living your life as awareness, your life will be beyond anything you can imagine now. You will find the world utterly magnificent 
bursting with beauty and loveliness. And you will see with clear eyes that everything goes on track. Nothing is out of place and all is well. When our mind is running our life, we're prevented from seeing the world as it really is. And as the world really is, is that it's all working in our favor. It's all working for our benefit. It's happening for us, not to us. It's all a reflection of my inner world. And anytime I, I see something in my external world, like a messy room or a habit that is not serving me or a friendship that's not beneficial to both of us or uh, a job circumstance that I don't like, anything that I see happening that is rubbing me the wrong way, I first give it love. Thank you. Thank you for showing me this. Thank you, world for being my reflection and showing me something that I have going on within myself that I didn't know, I didn't recognize until I seen it before me. Thank you. And from that, I can further observe my thoughts on that subject. Because oftentimes, again, I don't know about you. This is me. Let me know. When I see anybody doing something that I don't like, it's actually a reflection of myself. And what they're doing is something that I do in a different way that I don't like about myself. So there's no need for anyone else to change. It's about me changing myself. And if I don't like it in you, it's because I don't like it in me. And when I work on it in me and heal it in me and change it in me, I literally won't see it anywhere else around me anymore. And that's facts. That's something that I've definitely noticed in my life. Even the people who do that thing, I swear, I don't notice them doing that thing anymore. I, I'm, I'm like, were they ever really doing it? Did I create that? Was that a dream? Or are they just not doing it around me anymore? I don't know. Life, life is very interesting like that. So, uh, this is a great chapter. So good, so good. Again, highly recommend reading The Greatest Secret and going through it over and over as at some point, the book starts to read you. As as my friends Sean and Daniela said today, at some point, the book starts to read you. And in, in my anonymous 12-step fellowship, they say, if you don't work the 12 steps, they're going to work you. And when I learn to kind of be in this co-creation with these things in my life, I don't feel like I'm getting worked unwillingly. I am a willing participant and it starts working out better than I could have imagined because I'm an active participant. So I just want to end this chapter with her little summary at the end and saying that your mind is made up of thoughts and the thoughts it produces are coming from programs formed by your beliefs and held in your subconscious mind. So when we identify with thoughts that don't feel good, quite honestly, they just don't feel good. They're blatantly, they're, if they don't feel good, they're not the truth is, is kind of how I like to play it in my life. Or, or you're creating a dream that you don't want to participate in. So you can change your dream because your life is a dream. It's just, uh, it's just a dream illusion because your thoughts manifest into your life. So if your thoughts are created by your mind and your mind creates your dreams, then 
doesn't it make sense that our mind creates this reality as well? It's all real and it's all a dream all at the same time. It's an illusion. <sighs> when you wake up, you will be in the world, but not of the world. And remember that your consciousness is a mountain of consciousness and your perspective of life expands as you get higher. At the top of the mountain, you can see the beauty and perfection of absolutely everything. And that is where I will close this off today. Thank you for being here. I love you and appreciate you. And I hope that this book is speaking to you as much as it is speaking to me. And if so, let me know. Let's talk about it. I like talking to people about this book. So if you want to, I'm here with you. I'm here for you. Again, always, if you want to talk to me, my website is abstractlogicart.com. You can get on there, send me a message, or you can just find me on social media. All of that is found on my website. And if you like listening to audiobooks or reading digital copies of books, you can check out the link in my bio as well. It's scribbed. And with all that being said, I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next time. Peace and blessings.